Blog Talk Radio. Another day has gone. I'm still all alone. How could this be? You're not here with me. You never said goodbye. Someone tell me why. Did you have to go? Also, I'd have to say Thriller when 
he really transcended uh, videos, music videos, that is, and made one wow. into a more cinematic experience. And they were showing it every 30 minutes on MTV. All you had to do on on the dot, you just had to turn it on and check it out. And he just, him and Landis, Michael Landis, I believe was his name, took that to just a whole, whole different level. And, you know, the good thing about Thriller, honey, was the fact that it wasn't just a video. It was almost like a little miniature movie. You mm-hmm. wanted to see it. You wanted to watch it. I remember I couldn't even do my, my schoolwork because... Because I was like, oh, my God, the video, I have to watch it. I mean, it told a story. The girl that was in it, I forgot her name, but she was fabulous. And, you know, I'm sure to this day, we haven't really seen her much in anything since then, but she really helped him bring that story out. And, and you know, he had the red leather jacket on and everything. It was, it was such a fantastic, fantastic time. And, you know, it's funny because you think back and you're like, oh, my God, this person will be around forever. He'll be entertaining me, my kids, their kids, and many generations to come. And to all of a sudden hear the tragic story that Michael Jackson had passed on, I mean, it devastated us, and we're not going to jump off topic. We're going to go ahead and continue on talking about it. But, you know, we were in Los Angeles, and I'll tell you how the news was broke to us. We were actually um, at our publicist's office in a meeting, and we were talking about projects, and everything was going fine, and all of a sudden he put his hand up like, shh, wait a minute. And we all looked at the TV right about the same time, and there was this, you know, the breaking news that Michael Jackson had been rushed to the hospital and that he was, you know, suffering from cardiac arrest. So we all thought, oh, my God, you know, I hope he's okay. And we were just all kind of sitting there, you know, holding our breath, waiting to hear, you know, is is everything going to be okay? And all of a sudden, you know, he got another, our publicist got another phone call. We won't disclose who it was from, but he looked at us and he turned red and he goes, it's over. And we thought, oh, my goodness, how can it be over? We, we just could not understand what in the world was going on. So then he got off the phone with the person and he said, I got confirmation, you guys, Michael Jackson has passed away. So we kind of knew probably about an hour before they actually officially said it to the world, and we were sitting there stunned. I mean, the meeting, you know, I hate to say, it, it just stopped at that point. You know, we, we really, yeah. there was nothing more to say. You know, we were just all sitting there like, oh, my God, it can't be true. Maybe this is just a bad rumor. But he said, no, it's definitely, definitely true. He's gone, you guys. He's gone. And we were like, well, what happened? And, you know, it, it just it hurt my heart. I, I didn't know whether to cry. I didn't know whether to, whether to say, you know, uh, what ha- you know, I just didn't know, and and even right now it's hard for me to fathom. For days I was walking around, and even though you may, a person may not have met him one on one and had a conversation or was good friends with him, you everyone felt like they knew Michael Jackson, and it felt like a family member is gone, and you haven't got a chance yet to say, you know, it's going to be okay. We love you. You know, it'll be all right. You think of all these different things, you know, and then our children. They, you know, listen to his music, they watch the video, they mimic his dances, everyone's does, you know, mostly. And it's like, what do you say to your son, your child, when they love this person and, you know, they're having dreams someday of growing up and meeting this person and they're realizing, too, that he's gone, you know? So it's just, it's a feeling that you don't want to feel, and even talking about it, it almost brings me to tears all over again. You know, watching his memorial, it was really special to see all the different musical geniuses, the great icons out there that paid tribute to Michael Jackson and, you know, your Quincy Jones and all of your different people that, you know, was a, was a part of helping him make his career, you know, into what it became. No question, babe. How about your favorite Michael Jackson video? What do you think that was? Oh, my God. I would have to say there was so many, but I think Bad was my favorite, you know, Thank just you. because of his uh, of his expression and thriller. I mean, nothing will top that, but when he came out with that, it was like, oh, my goodness, this man uh-huh. 
is just phenomenal. And, I mean, so it's so many favorites. I, I couldn't wow. take it. What about Beat It? Really enjoyed beat it? Beat, yeah, beat yeah, it. Was, beat it was good. <laughs> from the choreography standpoint, yeah. I mean, it was just he was on the money, hitting it, just incredible, incredible video. The man was awesome. Oh, most definitely. And we got callers on the line. If you want to jump in, caller, go right ahead. I've opened up the lines, and you can jump in. We're gonna take a second, and you know, my husband brought up beat it, and I really think that we should, you know, give it, give it a little whirl. Listen to it. Feeling it. I'm sitting here with the biggest smile on my face. That's what's bringing brightness to us, you guys, is the fact that we can we can continue forever, everybody. All our listeners, we can listen to his music, we can dance to it, we can smile, we can pop our fingers and move our feet. I can I can finally try my hardest to learn to walk. That's as close <laughs> as I'm gonna ever get. So I mean, it's we can still have a good time with Michael Jackson and his music. No question, babe. What a, now, when we talk fashion mm-hmm. with Michael Jackson, I mean, now, this is an area that I, I don't know that people truly understand how he really broke through barriers and transcended from his jackets, the thriller jacket, the beaded jacket, but one that you always say, baby, is the glove. Oh, my goodness, the glove is just, I mean, come on. And, you know, the good thing, too, is his family at the memorial that they had in Los Angeles, they all wore the glove, and I thought that was a huge tribute to Michael. Um, they had Ruth Shields on there, and the actress that was really, really good friends with Michael, long-time good friend, and she said, you know, it was so cute when she said she asked Michael one day, so what's up with the glove? I mean, it just was hilarious, and it was a bright spot in a very sad moment, you know, when everyone was saying goodbye, that she was able to share that. That was really sweet, and you know, whatever was his reason for wearing it, it was a, it's a trademark he'll have forever. And everybody, you know, when you think of a glove, you think of Michael Jackson automatically. He was forever doing things that was singling himself out and, and letting you see his individuality. And I really, truly feel he was a gift from God. And, I, you know, right now we're not just um, paying tribute to Michael Jackson in a sad time that he's left us, we also have a lot of different issues that we're going through family-wise as well, you know, with people in our family not being what, feeling well. And we just want everybody to take the time out. You know, I just this is a little off topic, but tell the people you love, you, you, you know, that you care for them and how much they mean to you because, as you can see, in a moment they can be gone. That is right, baby. What about the, the penny loafers and the white socks? Not to mention, oh. baby, you know, <laughs> Michael Jackson could have been uh, really, I would have to probably say, he was the first in what they call now bling, but he was wearing quince oh. and all that different stuff. And, I mean, that really, really set him apart. Now, what about, I mean, this is going to be a hard one, so I just wrote down a little list of them, but your favorite song? Favorite song had to be You Are Not Alone. That song brings tears to my eyes. We played it when we opened the show. We're going to play it again as we leave the segment a little later. But definitely You Are Not Alone is my favorite. I I have so many favorites from Ben, ABC, Thriller, Beat It, Ebony and Ivory. Remember that one? Uh, Man in the Mirror. And, of course, We Are the World for him because he was – kind of got that whole thing together to get so many superstars to come out and 
person with so much passion about something that was so significant and touched the world the way it did. That was power. Oh, my God, you guys. We could talk about Michael Jackson, I mean, every show for the rest of the year and wouldn't be able to cover all the great things that he'd done. And, you know, it's funny because sometimes you look in the news and you see some of the tragic stories and the different stories about sleeping pills and so on and so forth. But really, if you look past all that to the pure man and the fact that he gave of his soul to us, you know, it's definitely a pleasure. It's definitely wonderful, and it's, it's what we choose over here in this family to remember him as the greatest performer, I would say, of all time. No no question about it, baby. When you talk about him opening himself up and really showing that, I mean, when you look at his dance moves, I have a story for you guys okay. out there. My wife and I and our daughter, we were doing some stuff for Shani's music, and we had the ability to be in a studio, and a gentleman came in. I can't recall his name right now, but he's on in the studio so we could hear it. He had an original Michael Jackson singing a cappella, mm-hmm. and he was into Billie Jean, I believe it was. Yeah. And or it, it needs to be given to the world because it was, I'll say this, it was a a spiritual moment because you could hear the passion, you could hear him stomping the floor, you could hear him patting on his leg, all the different stuff that got him into the zone to be able to to deliver the songs the way that he did. It was so powerful that I think it changed our daughter too in the way that she looked at music and how serious she had to be about it. But just myself as a basketball player and a performer right. to to hear that passion that he brought to the song and you know you cl- I closed my eyes and I could just see him behind the microphone and all he was doing was singing into the mic, but what came out was serious serious passion. So it, those are the type of things that I like to remember. Oh, most definitely, and and you guys, my husband's not kidding when he says this. We were actually in L.A. at a studio that his family used to record, that he used to record at, and the gentleman was a longtime family friend of his, and he said, I'm going to let you guys hear something. It's not public, but I want you guys to hear this. I want your daughter to hear this, and he put it on, and we were all just amazed. I mean, we knew how great the man was, but to hear him, like my husband said, no music, no nothing, just him and his raw ability to, to deliver music like no other was amazing. And, I mean, you know, a lot of people, they say, you know, he had such a soft voice and he was such a, you know, soft man and so sensitive and so on and so forth. I would say that I think it was all a part of, his, you know, his makeup, who he really was and how he really loved the world and how he really wanted to share his gift with the world. And I, I just think that his whole family, the Jackson family, you know, we should all take our hats off to him because it wasn't just Michael. It was also his siblings, his sisters and brothers, and, you know, performing and giving us a part of themselves. You know, some people do it for, you know, because there's a lot of riches to be made when you perform, and then some people do it for the raw essence of the love of it. And I think that that's what you find when you look at any of the Jacksons, even Janet. I mean, from her doing Rhythm Nation to, you know, all the different things. And her tribute, she even paid to her brother in doing that. If you notice, all of their choreography and everything all centered around what Michael Jackson had already gave to the world. And they they always talked about how they looked up to, she looked up to her brother and different things. And I, I just think it's a wonderful, wonderful tribute to pay him. And I think that the world should really focus on the fact that he did it for love. And regardless of what happened, none of us really knows what kind of pain he was in or what, you know, uh, physical illnesses he suffered from. You know, it seemed that he wanted to make sure his fans always knew him as the greatest performer or as a great performer and not really know about his personal issues. I don't think there's really a lot of people that want to show 
when something is wrong. How many actors and actresses and different folks do we hear about later? They had cancer, and the whole time they was given of themselves and their craft to us and didn't want us to know. And then we find out when they're either, you know, stricken with being in the hospital or they pass away, and it's like, oh, my God, I didn't even know they were sick. So, you know, I can totally understand him really not wanting people to know. And then, you know, um, it, it just, you know, to have those three little kids and the fact that they got to be there with their father, that's that's also a, good, a very good thing, honey, wouldn't you say? Oh, I think that that was amazing. And mm-hmm. you could see the passion in his daughter when she said that my dad was a, and daddy right. was a great dad. That was just something that was incredible. But for all those Michael Jackson fans out there, if you want to really see dance and all of that, check out the Wiz. Check him out in oh, yeah. Diana Ross and Nifty Russell <laughs> when he's crossing the yellow brick road and his legs are falling and he's just spinning <laughs> and hitting three oh and four spins at one time. It was it's incredible. The man was truly, truly talented. Oh my God. When you bring up that stuff it just it brings it gives you chills. It makes the hair stand up on your arms and you're like, My God and it's a time to say, guess what? He gave this to us and there was videotapes and movie cinematography and there's recording equipment so we have it that we can cherish and enjoy always for the rest of our lives and it can be passed down from generation to generation we want to take a moment real quick and give you guys another little taste of one of his other great songs just make you guys just jump up and down. It got me moving and grooving. My husband moving and grooving. And I just had a root canal. Um, actually, I didn't get the root canal. I had partial surgery on my tooth. And now I have to go on my wisdom teeth and get two more root canals next week, you guys. But hearing his music, it makes it all right. It makes it all better. You know, and I'm sitting here thinking, wow. But guess what? I got it always. And as long as I have the ability to have a computer and different things like that, I'll be listening to it and enjoying it. No question about it. When when you talk about baby Michael J- mm-hmm. Jackson and the whole world, I think that that is something that, that separates him from all the greats of all time. I mean, you got to put them, the Elvises and all these different mm-hmm. people in a bucket. But when you talk about nobody touched the whole wide world, mm-hmm. and that's what Michael Jackson did. And I think that we saw a grieving of the whole world, but at the same time, that's he right. touched everybody and brought out love at one time. And that, in, in and of itself, I think makes him so, so definitely special. When you see people in China and Japan and Russia and Germany, it's like, wow. That is, I, I, I just, I couldn't agree with you more, honey. And, you know, we could spend hours talking about Michael Jackson, the icon, the man, um, his great accomplishments, how much he shared of himself with the world and us and, you know, and how much his family has shared because in all of this we can't forget them. We have to remember them. We have to remember Catherine, his mother, Joe, his father, Janet, his sister, Jermaine, and Jackie and Tito and, 
you know, Victoria and all of the different, you know, and Rebe, his older sister that, you know, they really in the media don't talk much about, but all of the different people and, you know, their extended families. And, you know, another good thing about Michael Jackson and how much he was loved, they went back to his home state of Indiana last night, honey, and thousands, yes, I said that right, thousands showed up for his memorial back in his hometown. And he wasn't there, they said, since he was a little kid. And just to show you how it stayed, you know, he stayed in their hearts, in their minds. And they wanted to go and, you know, pay tribute to him and his family. Twenty-five to thirty family members flew in for it. And it's just beautiful. And I think we'll be paying tribute to Michael Jackson for years to come. Um, You know, they're talking about maybe having his final resting place be Neverland Ranch. There is some dissension on whether that is going to happen or not, wherever he's resting at. We want to say, you know, we we send our heart and you know felt prayers and and love to Michael Jackson and his family and we hope that they're able to understand that you know in life there comes death and all of us will one day walk that same walk we'll go down that same path but we are thankful that he's been able to share his music and himself with us and we have it to share with our kids and many generations to come and and we we really thank him for that no question about it much much respect michael and today in top news, I am let my wife play a little music Everybody, that's Michael Jackson tribute for today, and we thank you for tuning in for that. We're going to jump right on down into the news, and we got some really, really hot topics to talk about. No question, and we're going to keep it with Michael Jackson right off the top. Authorities are closing in on Michael Jackson's doctor. Law enforcement sources are reporting that the central target in both the coroner and LAPD investigations into Michael Jackson's death is Dr. Conrad Murray, who was at Jackson's house when the singer went into full cardiac arrest. Sources say the doctor is not cooperating with the authorities, but they have still found evidence linking him to the drug that may have killed Michael Jackson, and that drug was propofol. That is a powerful anesthesia that should never be used outside the hospital. There is evidence that propofol was administered to Jackson shortly before uh, his heart stopped beating. And And that's just too much, honey. Can you imagine if that is what happened? It's just really, really unfortunate, 
Oh, that is just, uh, it's sad, and hopefully they obviously get to the bottom of that, but we're going to stay on a positive note with Michael. Oh, most definitely. The next we have Young Lives Was Lost on the Train Tracks. There's a 14-year-old girl named Jessica Saylor. She wanted to go to the beach with her boyfriend on a warm summer day, and she asked her mother could she go, and her mom told her absolutely not. She had went out and spent the night at her girlfriend's house the night before, and her mom said, we really need you to come home. We don't, I don't really want you out there. And she said, okay, no problem, Mom. I'm going to go get something to eat with my friends, and then I'll be there. Well, she was in the car with three young guys. A 19-year-old guy was driving, and they decided they were going to, or he decided, um, it is being reported, to speed around a lowered gate at a train crossing. And an Amtrak train was coming, and he thought he could beat it. And he sped around it. There was other cars stopped and parked there waiting for it it to say it was safe to go, and he went around it, and as soon as he did, they were broadsided, and all four killed on the spot, and it's so unfortunate. So all our listeners out there that have children or if you are young and you're listening to the show, be careful. Don't take chances with your life. It's really, really not worth it. No question about that. Obama says stimulus plan to kick in later this year. President Barack Obama said on Saturday more time was needed for his $787 billion stimulus package to work, predicting the spending would have a bigger impact on the economy later this year. In an advanced text of his weekly radio speech, Obama said the stimulus plan approved by Congress and signed into law in mid-February, quote, was not designed to work in four months. It was designed to work over two years. Obama's comments follow government data showing the unemployment rate soared to 9.5% in June, the highest level since 1983, and above the 8% peak predicted by the White House when it worked with Congress to pass the package. Republicans say the stimulus plan is not working. Obama now warns unemployment likely to top 10% in the coming months. So we'll have to uh, check that out. But uh, people are talking about how Obama is handling the economy, but it looked, uh, you know, you got Bush Sr., Clinton, and Bush Jr. So it's not all on Obama. We just have to give it time. Most definitely, honey. And they also, Obama also wanted everybody to know that it will accelerate greatly throughout the summer and fall. So he's saying that it will definitely pick up a little bit later on. Um, next, we have there's a pill that they have on the market now or that they're going to put on the market, and it may offer longer life. While the thought of an anti-aging pill may seem like something out of a sci-fi movie, a new University of Texas study indicated that not only is the pill a real possibility, but it could be developed within a decade. Scientists say that this new pill may add 10 more years to human life. And I won't even go all into the story. You can Google it, and I'm sure you'll see it. Um, just put in pill with, for longer life, and you'll see. But I think eating healthy, drinking water, I think it has a lot to do with, um, you know, your genes and, and your family and then the way you live your life as well. I'm a little nervous about taking anything that says it can do something like that because, I mean, there is always usually some type of side effects involved. So I would be worried, and I think they should, if they do, bring it out, that they definitely test it for a long time before they start offering it because, like FinFin, that diet stuff that was out some years ago, it, it worked in, in some ways, but it also killed a bunch of people on its way to, you know, becoming that thing, and then they ended up having to take it off the market. Um, yeah, you exercise and eating right, I think, is the <laughs> first place to start, and then we'll have to see about the pill. Most definitely. In Paris, France, tennis player Montcourt found dead. Paris authorities are hoping an autopsy on Wednesday can explain the death of tennis player Matthew 
Concord, who was found collapsed outside his Paris apartment by his girlfriend overnight. The 24-year-old Montcourt's girlfriend found him lying next to his bicycle in the corridor leading to the front to his door. The French Tennis Federation technical director Patrice Dominguez told the Associated Press on Tuesday, I have seen the police report, and for the moment there is no cause of death, and only the autopsy, which will be done Wednesday morning, will eventually find an explanation. Um, this is a, a tragic story. He was coming home. It looked like he was coming home well after midnight, and uh, the girlfriend and a friend were in the apartment when they called him time and time again. He didn't answer. They walked mm -hmm. downstairs, called the police, and unfortunately he was already dead right there on his stoop. So, and they don't uh, have any idea, you think? Well, we can't speculate, but it sounds probably like a heart attack or something. You know, if he was active and he was a tennis player, more than likely he didn't drink a lot because they said he was like a pro tennis player, correct? Oh, yes, he, he, he was pro, so hopefully uh, they, they get to the bottom of it. But, oh, man, people all over the place. Babe. Oh, my goodness. Guess what, everybody? We got some hot tips for you. I see all the emails. I'm sorry we can't answer them yet, but we will. We'll get into that in the next segment because some of it has something to do with a little bit of love and romance. But we're in the hot tips and beauty fashion for this summer, and we got some great ideas for you. We're going to start off with my husband sharing one with you. No question about it. I'm going to start off with something that is great on a hot summer day, and that is a watermelon. Yes, I did right. say a watermelon. People go out, find one, get one. If you thump it and it sounds hollow, you thump it with your finger, then it is ripe. And if you don't know, ask the produce manager and say, can you please give me a ripe watermelon, take it home. Uh, it will hydrate you. Also, great source of fiber, and, of course, it tastes great, nice and sweet. Ooh. Okay, honey, they want wait, wait, why thump it? What's that going to do? What does that do? Uh, if you thump it and it sounds like it's hollow, it's ripe. My mom used to work <laughs> in a grocery store for all my life, so this is something that she told me, and she was a heck of a picker of watermelons, mm -hmm. let me tell you. But you ask the produce manager, and they'll explain it to you, and you're probably going to see that they're going to thump it also. And guess what, you guys? We got a friend up here in Washington named Petey, and he works at a place, and um, I won't I won't plug it without his permission, but he works at this really special place, and he gets watermelons for us. My husband calls him every now and then and says, I need six watermelons, CD, and he brings eight, and they're delicious. And it used to be my husband's main consumer of the watermelon, but now everybody is. So they last about three days in our household, so we know about watermelon. We love it. And we had some last night, too, by the way. Nick, oh. <laughs> and we're in the process of a whole big giant project we're doing and all kind of stuff that we'll share with you guys a little bit later on at the end of the summer or something. But next, I have one, shopping anytime soon. Well, with the economy the way that it is, here's some hot bargain websites that you can go and get some cool stuff. Because I know it's the middle of the summer and it's about to be over, and you, you might have some ideas on, you know, where can I go and get a good vacation or where can I go get some, you know, recreational items or some clothing or whatever. Go to these places. Overstock.com, which is www.overstock.com, or you can go to www.smartbargains, that's S-M-A-R-T-B-A-R-G-I-N-S.com, or, of course, Amazon.com got some great stuff because me and my husband was traveling back from L.A. with our family, and we stopped in this little store at SeaTac Airport, and we asked, oh, my God, we want a video, something, anything from Michael Jackson because, like I told you earlier in the show today, we were in L.A. when they – um, when we found out he had passed away, but everything was selling out like crazy down there. So we tried to ask, and they said, oh, we're sold out too. Well, I happen to go on Amazon.com, and you can get great stuff on there. If you want to get, like, some of his singles, whatever you want to get, it's there, and it's, you know, at a very good price, and you can get as much as you want. 
Lastly, you can go for travel to CheapTickets.com. It's called C-H-E-A-P Tickets.com, and that's where you'll find a wealth of information about low prices for any type of trip or vacation you're looking to do. That is a great one right Thank there. You. Listen up, people, if you want it, you got to go to www, whatever <laughs> my wife says. Now, this is one that's easy, but it is definitely a little bit difficult at the same time, and that is thinning out. When I talk about thinning out, I mean clothes, paperwork, your garages. This is the time. Don't wait until you get closer to the winter because then you're going to just pack it up and say, oh, I'll deal with it in the winter. <laughs> Now's the time. Deal with it. Thin out the clothes. Thin out the paperwork and go into those garages and get rid of it. And on top of that, you guys can put some of this stuff on the Internet on different sites and you can make some money with this stuff at the same time. Most definitely. And that's what we're going to do. We got so much stuff and then we're going to donate the money to our charity, Infinite Love. Foundation, and you guys can go there, www.infinitelovefoundation.com. We have these sales. We had one that's called Seattle Zone probably about two months ago, and we got so many people emailing us saying, when are you going to have another one? And it usually takes off after about the third or fourth time. So we're definitely going to do a end-of-summer blowout sale to be able to, because, you know, we are big, big philanthropists, and we love helping the different organizations and charities, so we're going to be doing that. Um, but we are also thinning out, getting organized, getting rid of everything we don't need, making moves, just one thing after another. It's really time for change, and um, we, we definitely embrace it, and we're having a good time doing it. Next we have, if you are a lady out there and you're wearing high heels, this is a, a tip I have for you guys. It's summer, and with the summer, heat is here, and it will swell up your feet. So buy your shoes a half a size bigger, and that way, even with swelling, you'll still be comfortable because I know how the ladies, all of us want to look cute, so we wear the high heels and stuff, but if you're standing there and your feet are hurting, that's not cute. That's not a good thing. So try buying your shoes a half size bigger, and you'll, you'll love me for it. That is a good one, half size. <laughs> I have to I'm try that. You're swelling too. <laughs> Now, for everybody out there, I always want to give you something that has to deal with exercise. So check out biking at least once a week. Get yourself a mountain bike, 10 speed, something like that. Get out. You get a little fresh air. If it's not real windy, that, that air blowing in your face definitely helps. On top of that, you're going to get some exercise. So once a week, Do a little biking. See, we're in Seattle, and, and we have a lot of trails, so it's good for biking. But in your city, you may have some, you may not. But if not, go biking and, of course, get yourself a helmet. Oh, most definitely. And then next week, oh, and you know what? My husband forgot. You can also get bikes if you have a significant other and you guys want to ride together, and they can get on the back. We have one, and we have actually three of them. And you, he can ride on the front, and I can ride on the back. Next, because see, my husband's an athlete, and he can ride faster than me, and I can't keep up. So we're going the double-seater. Um, we'll jump right into the last one. That's lemonade, not just for the taste of it, but for the other health benefits, including water retention, ladies and gentlemen. Um, lemons is like a natural diuretic, and it will help keep bloating and, like, water weight and all that down. So it's always cool to squeeze one into your glass of ice water or make a hot lemon stew. My mom makes great hot lemon stew. Now Doug does, too. And um, it's really cool, and it's good for the summer. It's also good for your skin. You know how they said lemons can keep acne and pimples and stuff down and all of that? It has so many different health benefits. And um, our son, he likes them raw. He just sit there and just eat lemons. But you can, I like mine with ginger, but I also like oranges with ginger. I've tried something new, and they're sweet, so the ginger's sweet too. And if you're like a you know, candy junkie like me, you really enjoy that too. So get your lemon fix, and um, that's our last one for the summer. And now we want to share a special little something with you guys. We're going to jump right into love and romance before we hit that sports section. 
and I have something special for you today, but I'll let my husband start it off. Yes, we are going to the people. <laughs> we're, we're going roses are red today, and for everybody what? out there, this is something that you have to practice. So I'm going to give you two. One's coming, and then I'm going to give you one right off the top of the head, and that's how you have to do it. Roses are red, violets are blue, summer is hot, but not hotter than you. Roses are red, violets are blue. If you like lasagna, let's have dinner for two. There you go. That's how you got to do it. Just you go with it. However you're feeling, you just go with it. Now, you guys, I'm really not sure if he's talking to you guys out there or his wife, but, but we definitely had some lasagna yesterday. My mom made it and stuff because, like I said, we in the middle of a big project, so we couldn't cook. But here's mine, and this one is called Poetry is Sexy. Ooh. Poetry is sexy. Its lyrics aim to please. Poetry is sexy, engaging in its tease. Poetry is sexy. It radiates with verb. Poetry is sexy. Every idyllic word. Poetry is sexy. Refined for purity. Poetry is sexy. Stripped of its sublimity. Poetry is sexy when read between the lines. Poetry is sexy. Laced with frilly rhymes. Poetry is sexy, both singular and plural. Poetry is sexy. Every exclamatory swirl. Poetry is sexy, grammatically raw. Poetry is sexy, even typos and all. Poetry is sexy, consummated publicly. Poetry is sexy when performed properly. Poetry is sexy, irrespective of its font. Poetry is sexy, fashioned any way you want. And that was by Brian Dorn. He actually sent that in to us, to our MySpace, and I think that's fabulous. I love that point. I got some poetry <laughs> sexies, too. I'm going to have to thank you for there that one. Is. That was beautiful. Poetry <laughs> is sexy. Keep it up. And we received some great emails from you guys in, in today's questions and comments. And I'll go kind of fast because we just having a ball and we still got to hit sports. So um, this one I'll start off with. It says, Jackie and Doug, I have a girlfriend whom I think I want to marry. Can you guys give me some advice on how to be sure she is the one? Ooh. Babe? Uh, I, I would say take your time, live together, check out the movie The Bronx Tale, then call us if she opens the door for you, you know she's the one. Oh, because in The Bronx Tale, that's right. My <laughs> husband, <laughs> you guys, that movie's off the hook. It's like the boy is so cool in there, and then there's this girl, he has a girlfriend, and someone told him if she opens the door for you when you go around the car after you've let her in, she's a, she's a good one. She's a keeper. And she kind of retro over and opened the door, and we both looked at each other and laughed. And we watched that movie, what, years ago, like 10 yeah, years ago? It's been, yeah, at least. It's been a long time. <laughs> okay, the next one is um, your turn. Jack and uh, now can you guys share what you did for your 14th wedding anniversary? Leah from Kentucky. Um, we did. We got married again in Seattle down at this place called the China Room. We had our closest friends and family only there and a couple of other people from the community because what we did is we did a small ceremony this year. Next year um, we're going to have a, a lot bigger one, but it was we had another couple, a same-sex couple, get married with us. We talked about it last year and we talked about it on our show a few times, how we wanted to um, engage uh, the political stance that it's not fair and they shouldn't be recognized and we think everybody should be treated fairly and equally and they should have the right to love and marry whoever they want because who are we to judge so we um we had we invited them to get married with us and they accepted and it was wonderful it was an intimate sweet ceremony downtown at the china room in the smith tower and like i said we had close close family and friends come and join us and had a ball and i got a little bit i don't drink a lot but i like to drink like a glass of Hennessy here and there and stuff like that, okay? But I'm not a lush. But I was a lush that day. And I told my husband, I don't feel very good afterwards. <laughs> I was a little bit. <laughs> you want to share how I felt, honey? 
Woozy, I think, would be the name for what my wife was feeling, but it was fantastic. We had a great time. Like my wife said, it was in the Chinese room. The view was magnificent of the whole city. It was incredible. Marble all over the place. The building is awesome. It was great. Oh, wow. <laughs> now, we got, we also got another question. It says, just want you two to know you're a great example of being married and still being cool. As my buddy always says, that he will not marry anyone as it is not cool, but I beg to differ. And that's uh, that comes from Calvin in Seattle. Oh, wow. <laughs> Only I was, thing I could say is you're right. It is very cool and it's very fun, and but it ain't for everybody. We've said that before, right, babe? That's right. I would just say thank you. Just be you and don't worry about being cool. Whatever it is is whatever it is. Just love your mate. That's right. And lastly, are you guys still attracted, they say to me and Doug, are you guys still attracted to each other after all these years? As I don't find my mate that gorgeous anymore, is that going to change anytime soon for me? I mean, I still love him, but there is no spark in the beauty department. And this is Lisa from Los Angeles, California. You want to you want to address that, babe? Or you yeah, to? I would say yes. I still find my wife uh, very attractive and gorgeous, but uh, it, it is. I'll say this, Lisa. It is what you find gorgeous, because right. as we all know, age comes. We all deteriorate and get older. Yeah. Lines, wiseness form mm-hmm. on your face, but that's what you got to find Are you beautiful. At, on your face? No, <laughs> no, no. That's what you I'm find at that time as you grow older. So uh, you know, it, yeah. you're not going to stay young forever. So you got to find beauty in in something. So it's up to you, uh, Lisa from Los Most definitely, and I would like to just say that it is. it shouldn't be about um, um, that attractiveness, that physical thing anyway. It should be what's in that person's heart, and it's not going to be perfect. You're going to have arguments, disagreements, misunderstandings, so on and so forth. It comes down to, is this my friend? Is this my partner? Is this my soulmate? Is this my child's father? Is this the person that I said I'll spend my life with? You've you got to ask yourself those questions. And with that comes maturity. It also comes acceptance, acceptance excuse me, of yourself. And you've got to know that regardless, it's not even about that, because I'm sure we all have beauty in, in our own way. And is it, it's shallow to look at it as, oh, my God, my, attractive, my mate is not attractive, so I don't find him attractive, so um, I'm looking at someone else. It's, it's, the grass is not greener on the other side. Whatever grass is in your yard, prune it, cut it, water it, nurture it, and it will become what you want it to be. So get our book, No Ordinary Love, A True Story of Marriage and Basketball. You can go to Amazon. It's doing very well right now because there's a lot of people looking for answers, and we would love to be able to help you in that way or write us. And I will definitely email you back or my husband will. And um, that's that. And we're going to jump right up into that area that I know everybody's waiting for. Right Welcome back, the one and only Wizzle, into the realm of sports. Wizzle, I know it's a hot scorcher out there. What are you doing, man? I am enjoying the confines of my vehicle and an AC. What do you know? Privacy uh, and cool. There you go. Uh, make sure to stay in the air conditioning, get a cool beverage, uh, find a shade tree, and sit down and relax. Now, Wizzle, I, I would have to say... Sports is all over the place. But first and foremost, Tiger pulls it out against Kim. And 
when I say that, this was last weekend, do we take him for granted in this age where we see great players like your Michael Jordans and all these come along, and then after they leave, we don't really understand, kind of like the Michael Jackson analogy, that we've, we've got something very special. Do you think that people don't appreciate what Tiger is doing out there? I think that people uh, realize that he's a great player, but I don't truly uh, think that they realize on the larger spectrum his contribution to golf and, and that he's the next front runner to be the greatest of all time. And we're talking about crossing color lines and, and everything that's so popular, obviously, during these times. So uh, uh, I don't think that people uh, really pay attention to not only the greatness but the path that he's on and, and, and what he needs to accomplish to be synonymous with the greatest of all time. No question about it. When you look at him, if he's not winning, uh, you know, you're just thinking that he didn't give it his all or something. I just totally think that that's a, a bunch of baloney because uh, whether it's top ten, top five, or obviously he's winning every weekend, that puts him in super, super elite category. Now, speaking of another one, Lance Armstrong, third overall after eight stages, Wizzle, uh, he's eight seconds behind. Do you think he, uh, Lance might pull this out? You know what? He certainly has big time action. Uh, I'm, I'm sure that he has a, a, the final surprise up his sleeve. Uh, I do expect him to pull it out and and to answer questions of any sorts uh, later. But I think that uh, Lance has proven uh, again being removed from the sport for a period of time uh, that uh, he is great. He was born to ride a bike, and there's nobody, no way you could stop that. There's that was only destiny. So uh, I'm, I'm 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 rooting for Lance. I truly am, too. I'm, I'm really rooting for those guys that are, uh, you know, over 35 and coming out and putting it down. That's what I'm talking about. Now, tonight, Wizzle, MM8 Mixed Martial Arts UFC 100, Brock, the big man, Lesnar, versus Mr. Frank Muir, and that is the heavyweight. We also have a world welterweight championship, St. Pierre versus Alves. Uh, first and foremost, heavyweight, who do you got? Do you got the big man, uh, Lesnar, in this one? You know what? I'm going to go with Lesnar. I, I think that, uh, obviously, he knows what's at stake. His experience is, uh, has caught up with his ability. And I think that there's a perfect blend of understanding that somebody's actually here to hurt you. And, and, and being a bigger guy, no, I mean, really, being a bigger guy, I almost don't have a choice but to be more desperate more so than if I was to go against someone else. So uh, with that being said, uh, yes, I do look for him to go out there and handle his business and efficiently. Wow. I'm sorry. I, I, my my uh, connection. And the uh, Thiago Alves, Walter Waite. You know, I'm going to go with all this, and then he's obviously uh, we're going with the, we're going with the quicker guy and the guys that look like Pacquiao right now. That's that's what's hot, okay? Mm-hmm. You got to be able to step back away from your opponent, punch him a whole bunch, and then move away before he knows what's going down, and be able to overwhelm his game game plan. And I uh, really believe that's what you'll see occur. No question about it. Well, Wizzle. 
We would uh, be remiss not to talk about the association, and that is the National Basketball Association, of course, where there were so many signings, uh, people moving all over the place. I just wanted to get your comments, of course. Uh, first and foremost, six years, $50 million. Anderson Verajal, uh, uh incentive-laden contract. Uh, obviously, this is what he was looking for a couple years ago, but now he gets it. Uh, what do you think that does for Cleveland? Hey, party all night. But anyway, uh, yeah, obviously it solidifies uh, one of their key players and what they need to in their quest for that championship. He's uh, an effortless player. Uh, we talked earlier, Doug, about the type of players who can create plays and create their own uh, activity without a play being called for him, and he's definitely one of those type of guys. Whether you like his game or not, he's a lot of energy and activity. He goes after the ball with a reckless abandon. And, uh, hey, a payday is always nice, baby. That's right. Speaking of payday, Steve Nash, Phoenix extension. I think he's looking at two years, $20 million. Grant Hill is also looking at a two-year contract in Phoenix. Uh, what, are they doing anything in Phoenix, or is this just kind of shoring up the fact that, you know, we got a couple guys and we want to get them signed? Well, definitely. It's a huge overhaul process. Uh, I don't think they foresee themselves in the playoffs in the near future. But what you can do is set the standard for the next wave of players, what type of players that we want. And I think they certainly they have two class acts uh, in Steve Nash and, and, and one Grant Hill. And in terms of uh, dealing with their professionalism on and off the court in a certain manner, and it seems like uh, that's a good way to start it. So uh, kudos for those guys uh, signing and putting some trust in some guys. And, and putting some trust in some guys that will lead the team in the right direction in terms of being a good citizens first and having a, having a business on the court. And also, Grant Hill has had a really, really good year last year, so good for him as well. No question. The Blazers down in Oregon are making some ways. First of all, making sure that Nate McMillan is the coach through 2010-2011 as they pick up his option. But they also signed Paul Millsap to an offer seat that Utah has the ability to match. Uh, first of all, do you think that he obviously helps the Blazers, but do you think also that Utah will match this? Um, I definitely think I, uh, definitely believe that Utah will match it, and I definitely believe that he will help the Blazers. Again, we're talking about the type of players who recklessly uh, attack the offensive glass, which is a a rare commodity in the sport, and have the ability to try to finish or finish with some uh, a, a good a good percentage within the paint. So uh, we're talking about 50, 60% and, and shoot a de- decent percentage at the free throw line. So uh, definitely uh, those type of things are needed on your team. Uh, we need guys to do dirty work, and we need guys to, to understand that they're here to do dirty work. So uh, he's definitely one of those guys, and obviously his skills are being sought after. Well, Dallas and Orlando seem to be uh, mix-matching players here. Dallas is going to uh, sign Gortat from Orlando, and they also get the Matrix. What do you see? I mean, they also signed Jason Kidd. So do you see this solidifying them and making them viable in the West with uh, Gortat, Matrix, and Kidd? It is uh, definitely a huge pickup, but what is huge in terms of loss is uh, – potentially the loss of Brandon Bass. Uh, I believe that he provided a certain amount of toughness 
uh, to their, uh, their 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 interior. So, uh, I, but Gortat is uh, hey, he's no slouch. He plays very very well. He's a running center. He plays tough. He plays with a chip on his shoulder, and it's probably the type of uh, attitude that uh, Dallas could use right now. So, uh, obviously, uh, Cubans uh, going along the lines of getting players who can run and and still play Maverick basketball. So, uh, I'm I'm glad that he's uh, being creative and trying to create his own type of thing in itself. Now, Denver, uh, they just signed back, they re-signed the Birdman, I, I think is a, a great thing for them. But uh, more interesting is four years, $11 million to Indiana, they lose Dante Jones. What do you think those two players uh, meant to Denver, but what, what will Dante also mean to Indiana? You know, um, obviously uh, you, you have players, and, and it's just unfortunate that economics comes into play when you're talking about sports and, and, and professional sports. Uh, you know, he was a, definitely a key uh, player to what they have, and you want to talk to George Carl and what in terms of what he meant to the team uh, in terms of being tough in practice. You can always already see that he was one of the guys that was hard-nosed, and uh, he approached the game with, uh, you know, hey, if you – X amount of talent, nothing stops your effort. So uh, he's definitely one of those type of guys, and I think that he'll be missed there. And uh, you, you're definitely going to look for somebody else on your bench who can come off and at least have some attitude and play with a chip on their shoulder. Well, I totally agree with you with that. I think Denver uh, should have tried to keep exactly what they had together and bring it back for one more run because I, I thought that they were almost there, and I think experience is what they were really, really missing. Well, last but not least, Hito going to Toronto. They re-signed Andres Bargnani. Uh, I think Hito leaving Orlando is a is a big giant thing. We won't see Orlando back in the finals in my in my understanding. But what do you think Hito means to Toronto? Um, obviously, first and foremost, um, it's, we talked about uh, economics, and it's just unfortunate. But it's hey, I'm always for the players and brother Hito. Good for you, man. Make your move. Do your thing. Enjoy the community. Toronto is a very very nice city. If uh, for a lot of people who aren't in the know. You need to get yourself up there. It's not too far from Detroit. Get to Detroit. Get your little uh, your equipment together in terms of your passports and and get yourself across because there's a there's water, there's food, there's a a variation of of, of festivals and and people and personalities. So I'm glad he's there to enjoy it. And uh, it is a huge loss for Orlando because obviously you know what he means to him. He gets him to the finals, and uh, you know we'll see what Orlando's going to do in terms of trying to rebuild. Well, everybody out there, you heard it, NBA breakdown, a lot of sports today all over from golf, MMA, obviously the NBA. That was the Wizzle. Until next week, Wizzle, same time, same place. Keep it simple. Have some chicken, chicken and rice. I'm out. And everybody, we want to get, leave you with a thought. This is some tips for you if you're feeling like your life might not be where you want it to be. We want you to do this right here. Enjoy what you have. It is said that in order to live life the way you love, you have to love the life you have. We don't have to seek beyond ourselves in order to find happiness. No one person has everything that they want, but we all have to, some things to be worth 
enjoying. So we just wanted to leave you with that. And um, thanks for tuning in. And until we catch you next week, same time, same place, everybody, take care. Peace. Respect. Another day has gone. I'm still all alone. How could this be? And you're not here with me. You never said goodbye. Someone tell me why. Did you have to go? Yes.